my point is while he's doing it, like, I don't think he had in mind, this will one day be in the Bible. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Kettering Connects, the weekly podcast and videocast where Pastor Andrea and I hang out every single week in this space, talking about the scriptures, the teaching of the weekend, and how does it actually apply to life. And we just get to discuss it at a deeper, more personal level. So thank you everyone for watching. So as always, I'm joined by our lead pastor, Pastor Andrea Jacobsons. And this is Pastor Jason, who is the young adult pastor. And yeah, it's been really awesome to be able to be part of these every week. Yeah, it's fun. So thanks for being a part of it. And today we're continuing the series called Moments to Momentum. Uh, just, you know, buckle in. We're in this series for a while, just so you know. Uh, but it's good, right? Because we're That's talking right. about daily habits, daily decisions that build to momentum. Um Obviously. And uh, oftentimes we forget that that's the most important thing because we need to build those habits. So it is important and we're doing three months, but honestly, three months is is a good time for building habits, right? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And and I think all the things that we're talking about, um, it's just practical, right? Yes. Just practical content, right? That that is helpful. So so And that's what I was hoping for this one, that it would be practical. And and there were, I definitely got comments saying, oh, thank you for, you know, giving us this, that it was practical. So I'm glad. But we want to go into more in depth of just kind of going through, like, how do you study the Bible? Right. And understand it because there's so much more that you can talk about that it's so it really could have filled like five sermons sure um, sure and yeah. even now we're not going to be able to cover it all but right let's but, just but i think do that's something. kind of the that's the beauty of church and community that we're not going to just get it all done at once and like, okay check that box move on to something else right. like that it, it's fluid right we're, yeah. we're in this for for a while right we live life you know, in community and together, and we'll keep having conversations and small groups and Mm -hmm. messages and stuff. So yeah, so this last week you talked about the scriptures, the importance of the scriptures, how to study them, things of that nature. Um, Well, I kind of talked about the importance of scripture, the sermon before that. And so then I just kind of took it straight to, okay, so now that we realize the importance of scripture, now let's go into how do we study it? Because it cannot change my life if I don't understand it. Right, right. So, so I'm just going to ask one question kind of leading up to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Bible's important. Okay, good. I understand that. How do I study? Okay, good. We're getting that. But why should I study? Yeah. Right? Great question. Yeah. Like, cause I, is it to learn about God? Is it to get closer to him? Right. Because I'm sure we've heard all sorts of different rationales or, or examples of, well, I experienced God like this, or I experienced mm-hmm. God like this. So when it comes to experiencing and learning and growing in our faith and our walk with God, why the scriptures, mm-hmm. you know, specifically? Yeah. Well, and for me, it has, it always goes back to that changed life mm-hmm. because I want God to change my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's really what it's about. You know, God speaking to us through it. And, and like you mm-hmm. said, there are all kinds of things that people do say because all of those things, well, unless people say some crazy things, yeah, there's are de- true. There are definitely some crazy. <laughs> yes. Some crazy. Yes. <laughs> um, because God is speaking to us. It is drawing us closer to him, to who he is. It's changing us to be more like him. I mean, all of those things are true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think is interesting, and you're right, we're not going to get into all of it, but just you know, a little Costco sample. Uh, the scriptures, I think, do a phenomenal job of describing the scriptures, uh, right? And in mm-hmm. a few different ways, right? So for a quick example, in Psalm, it talks about how God's word, the scriptures, it's like a light um, to my path. And then I think that's interesting. It, it's like a lamp 
for for my feet. It's not a floodlight, right? They're not yeah. headlights. That, and I think a lot of times that's what we want, right? We want to open this yep. thing. It's like show me the vision for the next decade. Yes. No, but that's not what it says. Yeah. It's going to show me for in this step, right? Mm-hmm. In this moment, mm-hmm. it's right. So it's very personal, right? And almost intimate for that specific context. And I think like that's true, right? Yeah. It does that uh, in those moments. Um, in Hebrews, it talks about how it's like milk and meat, right? So for the vegetarians, mm-hmm. it might be a, might, might struggle, but right. <laughs> but it's like milk and solid food. And for sure, right? Because there are certain times in our lives when that's what we need is milk. Yes. And that's all. But then there are other times where we graduate from that and we move on, mm-hmm. right, to something a little bit more substantive. Um, I like also in Hebrews, in Hebrews 4, it talks about how it's a sword, <laughs> which is yes. so true, right? For the, uh, In Hebrews 4, 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful and is sharper than the sharpest mm-hmm. two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. And that's, right, as we've been walking through the challenge, some of these passages or stories you know, we will have heard or grown up with or whatever, but in a certain moment, right? In a certain slice or season of life, it's exactly, right? It just pierces, right? Mm -hmm. And um, personally. So I think these are all, you know, reasons. Um, And Jeremiah talks about how fire and hammer, uh, which is also like, wait, what? Um, But in 23, 29, it says, does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord. It is it, is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces? Yeah. Um, well, and that goes with what Jesus is telling the disciples when they're walking on the road to Emmaus, right. where he's, you know, where they say, well, did not hearts burn, burn within, within us, us yep. because of the, the word of God that they were hearing Jesus just kind of lay out in front of them. And really, that's what it does. Right. It is a, like a burning fire. Right. And it leads to something. So like in that example, so their hearts were burning within them. They invite him over. Well, actually, they say that after he left. But, you know, in the timeline, they invite him over for dinner. He stays for dinner. They realize who he is, right? So they have that personal experience. And then he vanishes. And then, I know this is not a Bible study, but it is interesting. They don't even have complete their dinner, right? It says they get up immediately and go back to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of interesting where... Jesus shows up, God shows up, they have this experience with him through his word, et cetera, but it makes a difference, right? There's an immediate change right, that they apply to their life. And in that specific case, it says they don't even eat their dinner, which is why they were there. Exactly. And I love that suddenly the food doesn't become important, right? Right. That's not what is important. Exactly. Your priorities change. And that to me is what this should be about. Right. The scripture needs to be something that is the most important thing to me. Right. Um, And so that's what really, that's, that's what the passage is pointing out. Yeah. No, 100%. Well, one more I think is interesting and then we can go on. Uh, But I love James, right? So James talks about, there's so... I just love James, period. Yeah, uh, I, great book. I've ever thought about this. Here's James, the brother of Jesus. <laughs> and like you have siblings. What would it take for you to convince your siblings you're God? Right? I mean, yeah. they'd be like, wait, what? No, you're not. You did, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I just, everything James says, I find fascinating. But in James, it says, for you, uh, if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. <laughs> I love this. Mm-hmm. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. Right? Okay. So, you know, yeah. you get up in the morning, you got like fuzz going on your teeth mm-hmm. and, you know, hair. Well, I don't have hair, but for people who have hair, right? Like you're all messed up, right? You all know what you look like in the morning. And then he's like, but if you don't do anything about it, 
but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like this idea, I, I think for all of these examples, again, how the scriptures explain the scriptures, it's really good. But if all you do is look at it, but you don't actually apply anything yeah. or do anything with it, it's kind of a waste. Yeah, right? then it's useless. And it's, it has so to be applied. It's like a means to an end, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, this is really good, but the point of this is to grow in our trusting relationship with Jesus, right? That's really, yes. that's the thing. Yeah, so, that's right. Anyway. Well, and I, I was just thinking of a verse in Matthew 18, where Jesus says, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And I mean, it's still, you know, there is something about the fact that that we need to accept what Jesus is saying through faith and become like little children because they're so excited yeah. about the, you know, about everything that they hear. And so every time you talk to them about even just stories from scripture, because, you know, I have my nephews around here. And mm-hmm. so whenever we talk about them, there's just certain things that are just be like, wow, I mean, yeah. this is so awesome. Right. So there's something about that, that needs to, that definitely like that response to scripture needs to be part of who we are. But Jesus is also not saying you must become children as in now you stop using your brain. Right. 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 And so sometimes we could say, okay, well, that means that because we are now supposed to be like children, we need to be childish. Yeah. But Paul even points out in some of those things where he says, well, I couldn't give you more because you guys could only take the milk. Right. And I wanted to give you more and God wanted to give you more, but you were just stuck on this milk. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. you really needed more. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is- In order is, to grow. Right? Yes. In order to grow. Milk, you're not growing. No. And yeah. that's, that's the point, right? Yeah. We do need to be growing in God constantly all the time. Right. And so- there has to be more to it. <laughs> and that means that if I'm studying the Bible, I need to be using my brain. I need to be taking my time in it. Right. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I've done, I don't know, sermons or, uh, what do you call them, like graduations? What's it called something? Yeah. Uh, graduation uh, commencements. speeches. Yeah, commencements. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but where I have actually talked about that exact thing, the difference between being childlike and childish. Mm, and yeah. you're right, huge difference. Yeah. Uh, so... Right. This is why we study it. This is why it's important. So what Bible version, yeah, do you use? And yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and there are always or people who ask. Yeah, yeah. there are always people who ask about that. So I think it's it's important for us to talk about this. There, First of all, there is no perfect Bible version because all of them are translations from the original and every single person who's translating from the original mm-hmm. is coming at it from a bias. So mm-hmm. based on what I believe is the way that I'm going to translate it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so because of that, that means that we don't have anything perfect. The only thing perfect is the original. Mm -hmm. And because most of us don't know it that well, we need to have the translate the translation. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they are important and we that means that we don't just throw them out. We need to be reading them, but we need to be aware of that that really it is the original that has it. Mm -hmm. Um and even there, um, there are things that may not even in the originals or in the sure. copies of the originals, there are things that don't they don't necessarily match up completely, right? right. Because of the scribes. And right. because God is the one who revealed himself through scripture, but he speaks to the thoughts. Right. Not 
he's, it's not a verbal it's inspiration. inspiration. Yeah, yes. it's the thought inspiration. Right. And there is that, that confusing concept. And that's really important because God is speaking to the thoughts. And so even when the scribes are writing things down, if it said a hundred and they wrote a thousand yep. and maybe God didn't correct it because that wasn't necessarily the point of that passage. It wasn't right. about the number. Right. Right. And But God was always guiding absolutely everything in it. And so we know that this is what has authority. As far as the, the things that are really important, right? Like yes, the point, that's like right. Saying, right. And so we know it has authority, and that is why I was talking about trembling before the Word of God, that it is what we put mm-hmm. above us. Mm-hmm. It is not that I'm the one who decides what I'm going to pull out and what I'm going to believe. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, you know, oftentimes, you know, we, we think about this as a book, but it's not really a book. No. We just happen to have it as a book, right? The 66 separate books. 40-ish different authors over approximately 1,500 years, right, from different communities, different cultures. Right. And, and what I find really fascinating, and I was just actually talking to my wife about this this morning, like, so Luke, for a quick example, Luke tells us the author, the, um, the, the audience, right? This is for you, Theophilus, yeah, that's who right? And so, I, you know, one day we'll talk to Luke. I'm like, Luke, like for real. But it seems like Luke wrote all, did all this research in the gospel, right? We call it the gospel of Luke and it's in this thing called the Bible. But when he's writing this stuff down and doing this research and interviewing people and putting together the story, he's doing it for Theophilus. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily doing it for millions and millions of people, right? Like 2000 years later. I mean, it, it's good. I'm glad he did. But my point is while he's doing it, like, I don't think he had in mind, this will one day be in the Bible, right? Um, so to the point that God is behind all of it, putting it together. And, yeah. uh, and again, well, yeah, and it's And you definitely see that because every book is different. Right. Luke is an extremely intelligent guy who was a doctor, and mm-hmm. you can tell that his writing is different from some of the others. Right. And then right. Paul, I mean, he's so smart that there is things I have to read 500 times right. before I can even get it. And then I have to compare and try to figure out like how on earth. And then when I finally get it, I'm just like, man, this guy's brilliant. Right. And and so, which goes into what you were talking about on Saturday, but the importance, and that's where this thing I think can come alive is when you look at the context and we look at who is the author, who is the audience, what what is the situation, right, that that they're writing yeah. to and about and whatever? And that's where I think it can really come alive and yes. extrapolate those principles and then apply it. And and sometimes it's black and white, but sometimes it's not, yeah, right? And that's, right. and that's what makes it really uh, fun and exciting. So, but anyways, yeah, we kind of digressed about Bible versions. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so quickly, yeah, so give really, your answer. Yeah, so really, I mean, it, you can choose any of them. Um, if you're going to, though, study like actually really pay attention to something, there are certain versions that are better than others. So for example, like if you're one of the keys that are found in scripture on and studying itself, like being able to interpret itself is repetition mm-hmm. because you will see different things that repeat. However, you have some Bible versions that because they are mo- mostly they're more leisurely in the way they translate things and they try to just kind of say it the way that we would say it instead of really following word for word what it says, then you may get a translation of something that is different from when the next time it says the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So for example, in John, John, towards the end of John, John 18, it has... And this is the New King James Version. And 
I like the new King James Version because I like to co- I like to compare things and because of the comments that I have on this one, mm-hmm. because this is the Andrew study, the mm-hmm. the Andrew's Bible that yeah, has yeah. the comments on it. Yeah. Um so there is in John chapter 18, verse 18, this is the story where Peter is denying Jesus. And as Peter is denying Jesus, it says that the Verse 18, now the servants and officers who had made a fire of coals stood there for it was cold and they warmed themselves and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. Well, the the, the phrase of fire of coals is a very specific phrase mm-hmm. that is only found here and only one other place. So if you would compare those two, then obviously those are important, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. At the other place that it is found is at the end in John chapter 21, when Jesus is speaking to Peter um, and he shows up to him and this is right after this, he asked him because he denied him. So now he's asking him, okay, Jesus, do you love me? Mm-hmm. He says, yes, I love you. Feed my lambs, all of this. Mm-hmm. So right before this, the scene is kind of set up as saying, then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there. The exact same phrase, right? The only two places that it is found, which means that the author is intentionally connecting these two scenes through these words. But if you read it in a Bible version that doesn't exactly follow, like I'm going to translate every single word, then you would never notice this hmm. because it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be there. And mm-hmm. you can check it. Like if you look at different Bible versions, it's just not there, mm-hmm. right? So there are for certain studies and for being able to notice things, and just seeing how things compare, it is important to go with like the new new King James Version or the New American Standard or the English Standard, mm-hmm. okay, all of those like that mm-hmm. are actually more trying to follow that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, because sometimes different translations will be, they'll skip. Well, they'll translate into English from like Jerome's Latin Vulgate, right? For example, and so now you have an entire language in the middle um, yes. that can also make it muddy. And That's right. so, yeah, I agree. I for study, even though it might read a little bit clunky, um, New American Standard is is what I personally use mm-hmm. for the study part, mm-hmm. and then for but like for teaching and again the general principles. Um, I just like New Living Translation, but yeah, yes. and that's a that's a great one, and yeah. it's especially for just reading as like it's kind of like a yeah, story. Just for teaching, yeah. right? It's a story, yeah. and and so okay, good. Uh, let, let's uh, keep going. So you also <laughs> we're gonna run out of time. Uh, so you were talking about um, keys that you found in scriptures for interpretation, and you were talking about audience and author and context and stuff. Uh, did you have any? Yeah. Other, so there are. On that? I just wanted to mention real brief, and we can maybe post some things in the comments of of this mm-hmm. of when it comes out so that people can see an example. But the chiastic structure is definitely a key that's in the mm-hmm. scripture. And the chiastic structure is, I just kind of describe it. I don't know how you guys describe it. I know you've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but I just kind of describe it as like a pyramid mm-hmm. where you have the two points on the bottom correspond. And then you have the two points along the pyramid all the way to the top. Yeah. And then the top point is really, this is where the author is driving, right? right? This is like the the point he's emphasizing. And so if we can figure out what, if there is a chiastic structure, what the chiastic structure is, then that main point will be shown because it's all the way on the top. Right. Or it'll be in the middle, right? So a yes. lot of times the author, they'll make their points going a certain direction. Like if this is A and then this is B, they'll make the big point, here's C, but then on the other side of the middle will be the same point, right? It'll mirror, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the B so, okay, and, then the yeah. and then that would be the parallel structure. Right. So like it's, yeah, just kind of like you're saying like this or like this, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, but yeah and those but are, it's important yes. in, as far as how you read. And then 
sometimes it's easier to extrapolate, well, what is the principle? But mm -hmm. with that in mind... Yeah, and or, or you may even discover things that you would never have, you know, realized that are they're possible. Like in the story of Abraham, where if you look at the chiastic structure within it, you actually see, like, even just the two top points, you see, uh, you know, that correspond, and it's you're just like, wow, I never would mm -hmm. have realized that all of those things mm -hmm. are you know, put together. And that's what also shows like in some of these, like Moses, right? He was a brilliant guy too, because of the way that he structured everything and put it all together. Mm -hmm. Of course, with God's Holy Spirit guiding them exactly how to do it. But they were the ones who made the decisions on, you know, let's put it like this mm -hmm. through those thoughts that God gave them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we could talk so much more, right? About the difference between like how you would process, like we process linearly, or at least we tend yeah. to process linearly. They would process in a circular type of, of con anyway, but it is fascinating, yeah, right? So we can keep going with, with other stuff. Um, yeah. And I would just say, I think I probably already said it, but for me, I think the big thing to think about is whatever we're reading, it's important to understand, okay, well, what is the principle? What is it that the yes. author was trying to say to them then? Yeah. What is that? And then let's try to apply it now. That's right. Um, Talking so about the culture, which the culture is, yes, context, that's a really, right. yeah, culture and context, which is really important. Uh, um, what about, um, real quick before we end, what about difficult passages, right? Because there are a lot of them. Yes. Uh, so what would you say? What's your approach to... So again, I think it kind of goes back to what you were just saying. It's about, you know, God is speaking into the culture. But I think a really important thing, there's a book that's called something about, this. it's by Roy Gain. It's something about the the Old Testament law for Christians. And it's, so I recommend it if you have some time and you really want to know more about it, mm -hmm. read that book. Mm -hmm. But he ha he's just talking about principles of that you can find through them. And what one of the main points that he makes is that it's God is always trying to bring us to the creation ideal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we would like it to happen like that, right? Mm -hmm. God just say, don't do this, mm -hmm. like, you know, and just make it super clear. Mm -hmm. But then the whole book could have just been do this and do don't do yeah. that. He could have done the, that checklist whole thing all throughout just a checklist. And then you just kind of find, okay, well, this is what he says. But that would have left out the critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And us being able to actually discover these principles, mm -hmm. and the principles are still there. Well, it's I think it would there. also. Oh, absolutely! I think it would also leave out the relational element. Right? Yes, all that of this too. is is to cre create space for the relationship mm -hmm. that we are loved and that we are known, and God can be loved and God can be yeah. known. Uh, so right. this this element of relationship versus check 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 check. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah, for and sure. it would leave out the us being able to actually use our brains and, and mm -hmm. you know, the, like I've, I've seen it teaching Bible classes where you have, and I, I don't know, maybe I've been there too when I was younger, where I thought, you know, if I come to a Bible class, I'm supposed to just get an automatic A. I don't really have mm -hmm. to. And I'm not talking about grades because I don't, you know, that's sure. a totally different story, right. but it's just like the fact that I don't really have to do anything and right. I should just get an A, <laughs> but right. that is not how it works. Right. Um, you have to use your brain. That's why God gave it to us. Right. And this is one of the most well, important things argue, we need to use it for. No, for sure. To your point, I would say anything that's real is never simple. Yes, that's and right. we want a simple answer to God and religion and a relationship with him. But if we think yeah. about anything that's real, it, it's mm -hmm. actually not simple. It is complex. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, 100%. Oh, anyways, going back to what you were saying about um, the creation ideal. So he's always trying yeah. to bring them, but God doesn't do it all at once because society doesn't change like that. 
Mm-hmm. It takes a really long time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if God would change something and try to change it just like that on the spot, it would have actually created worse problems mm-hmm. than right. if he let it and just said, okay, but this is what the ideal is. And that is the way that we are moving, right? right? And trying to get them there right. because habits, societal, like the way that people live take years and years and years and years. Right. Absolutely. And I would even say, you know, oftentimes we'll look at, especially some of these passages that we've been in, uh, in the first Testament through the first 90 challenge, we will look at them like, man, that's so barbaric. Like what is wrong with them? However, let's keep in mind, we're looking at it from our side of history. Very different. After millennia of wisdom, right. And, and growth and progression of culture and, and ethic and things of that nature. But when we look at it again, in that context, at that time with those people, like especially the kingdoms and the, the, the people around them, it was actually really progressive. Right. And yeah. for some of them, it would be like, wait, we're supposed to treat each other how, or treat women how yes. or whatever. Right. And so it, that's right. It's actually beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, in its time, right? Yes. And so, but all of that is a part of it, and that's where I think a lot of times with the with the challenging, the difficult passages. Basically, what I'll say is that there's always more to the story. Yeah. Like, there's always more. Yeah. And God is trying to protect people too. You know, I was just thinking of because I've been, um, we've been reading Judges for the first ninety. Yeah. The story of Jephthah. Right. Yep. So he yeah, promises to give, you know, to, to give his daughter because of this vow that he makes. Right. But God never asked him to make this vow. Right. And God also never said, don't he God said, never ever sacrifice any humans for me. Right. Right. That was very clear. And so right. this this thing that he does, it's all on him. He thinks that this is what he's gotta do. Right. And then somehow they all have this idea because of the fact they've been corrupted by the other gods around them, yes. they think that, well, then this is what we gotta do. Right. And it really is not anything that God would have ever asked. But sometimes we may think, okay, well then, but he's making a vow and he's saying that this vow is the most important thing. So then how is that possible? What does that show about God? Well, it doesn't right. show anything about God. It shows a, a complete misunderstanding of Jephthah. hundred percent. And this, we could see like with Abraham and Isaac, right? Oftentimes it's like, well, what kind of God would ask a father to sacrifice his son? And the the answer is not Yahweh. Yeah. All the other gods that's said, right. that's how you show your devotion. And th- that's one of the points. I think there are others, but that's one of the points is this God does not require right. that or does not ask that. It's different. Doesn't want that. Right. <laughs> at no, all. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, again, context is everything. Okay. So real quick and then we're done. So uh, what does it look like for you to take time to study the scriptures, you know, just in your regular rhythm of life, Timmy, uh, right? Uh, how much... <laughs> Yeah, what does taking time to study the scriptures look like for you? Yes. Um, so I think I mentioned this before. I like to journal mm. and spending time with God. And I really honestly, if I do less than an hour with God per day, I can feel it. Like I mm. feel like it's just not there. And I and I crave it. And I don't know. It just doesn't start my day the way that I really mm. want it to be started because I never had the time to be able to really just relax and read the scripture, spend time in it, think through it, but then talk to God, Mm -hmm. you know, through Mm -hmm. my journaling and actually process things and just give it all to him. And then also be able to always just get to the point, okay, God, I belong to you. You love me. Mm -hmm. You're going to be with me today, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and it does take time. Mm -hmm. Like all of that, I have to be able to dedicate. You have to prioritize. To it. Yes, I have to prioritize it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just not there, and it and it is different mm-hmm. if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, 
fasting. I think we don't talk about it enough, and I know I'm going to have a sermon that's going to come up about that. But sometimes if we want to understand something, or we also need to fast about it, um, you know, or even just about things in our lives. Daniel, it took him over 10 years before God gave him the next vision on something that he was studying in scripture and just studying and trying to understand it. And he just couldn't. And then God finally came and gave him more understanding, right? But he fasted, he prayed. And and I think all of that, all of these practices that that we think are ancient, they're still mm-hmm. important today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the disciplines. Mm-hmm. Yes, the disciplines. That's mm-hmm. that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. The disciplines that they that they did of just like kind of drawing closer to God, they're still important. Mm-hmm. And they make a difference in our lives if we take the time mm-hmm. in them. Yeah. No, it's that's it's good. Um, no, how do you do it? Let's do that quick. Uh, so you're a much better Christian than I am uh, because you. So <laughs> We're all that, different. <laughs> uh, I, with my personality, I tend to be very task oriented and like let's go, let's go mm-hmm. and get stuff done. Um, so when I do it, um, it's not every morning, and it's not. And as my wife and those close to me know, like sometimes I'm just an angry person uh, and I just need a while to wake up. I'm kind of a slow waker upper, (laughs) to be honest. Um, So I just need. So usually it's later, if not at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, not, I mean, sometimes I do that so too. So that when, because you know, I just tend to be focused on on getting things done and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, as the day progresses or it comes to an end, and you know, my brain can kind of relax a little bit. And okay, I got all those things done. Okay, good. Now I'm in a space to focus, mm-hmm. right? On, well, on just and the relationship. it's funny because I don't know. I, I think we might've talked about this before that like different ones of us are different kinds of people. So like a morning person will do it differently than a person who is sure. like, I'm kind of like a morning, like middle of the day kind of person, right? Yeah, yeah. Not a morning person, not a night yeah, yeah, person, yeah. but people who are night people, you cannot expect them to be doing this at like 5 a.m., right? I mean, it's just right, unrealistic. Right. Yeah. And so spending time with God, it needs to be based on what it is that works in your life, mm-hmm. based on who you are, but prioritizing God. How are you going to do that? You have to mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Sweet. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, this is probably a longer episode yeah, than I know. we were wanting. Uh, <laughs> would you mind uh, praying for us? Yes, while, while let's we do end? it. Yep. Lord God, thank you for being with us, for the reminder of just spending time in your word and the importance of it and what it does for us and in our lives. I pray that you help us to make that time for you so that you can change us. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cool. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks thank for you. watching, and we'll see you next week. Uh, do I still look shorter? Excellent. Okay. <laughs>